All right, we're back. Excited to be here. It's been a month, a few weeks now since our last session. And uh, we also have, have explored just some exciting things about the Create Forward brand and what we're doing here and a lot of, a lot of evolution. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things in the background that I know you're working on that are exciting. Yeah. It, nothing's ever static. No. Uh, launching the new wordandrews.com site, mm-hmm. adding more content, free content for our listeners, uh, reframing how we want to present our content here on the show so yeah. that it can be better. It's always an evolution. Creativity is always a new step, always about growth, always about walking the path finding what's working, what's joyful, mm-hmm. removing the things that aren't, yeah. moving in a positive path. And I'm excited. We're, you know, we record four episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is awesome. It's about the value of living a life of discovery, yeah. about a life of curiosity. And uh, I'm excited to jump into it. And I know when we were doing our prep call for this, mm-hmm. you know, we were getting excited. Yeah. There are all these different ways of doing it. We're also talking about ways that you could ask the questions differently. Totally. And so I'm excited to try this format out. I'm Same. just excited to jump into this. 100%. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, this is the Create Forward show where we break down in each episode the transform- transformative world of creativity. Uh, with our host, Ward Andrews, who is a creative in many rights in every aspect of his life and is teaching us. uh, And I get the benefit to kind of embody all of you uh, listeners as kind of the proxy uh, student in this conversation, (laughs) which I love. Creativity professor. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, I love to do the show because I get to give back and I get Mm -hmm. to serve people through a channel where I can share ideas about creativity that have served me in my life, served my clients, mm. um, served my friends, my family, people that I care about, and I, I love the platform. Uh, but one love thing it. to consider is that if, if this show's too much for you, it's okay, you don't have to listen, we're good. It's all mm. about creativity, but it's also about pushing boundaries and about growth. Yeah. And we wanna use creativity to create that 10 out of 10 life. We wanna use creativity to create an extraordinary mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And if that's something that's interesting to you, you're definitely in the right place. You can also no check question. us out on Instagram, TikTok, at Create Forward Show. We slice the show up into little bite-sized nuggets that you can consume throughout your day or week. Yep. Uh, if you go to wardandrews.com, we also have a mastermind group there, our Creative Explorers group. Mm-hmm. And we also have a free class just on how to create a vision for your 10 out of 10, your extraordinary life, however you want it to be. All these resources are available to you, and we're excited to have them there, and that we're able to put the time into making them great. Totally. And and it really comes back to this show. This show's about living a life of discovery. This whole show, as it's progressed, has really been about discovery, yeah. creativity, how we want to do it, mm-hmm. how we can help others, what feedback the audience is giving to totally. us. So I'm really excited to jump into this. Yeah, we, uh, likewise, uh, we've recently, discuss this idea of exploration, of being an explorer, of kind of the way your path to, you know, building Draw Backwards, the agency, your path to just a lot of um, the way that you approach your adventures, your travels, you know, your your uh, fatherhood, all, all the things that you are a part of and how you lean into this idea of discovery and exploration. And on this episode, I really want to 
get into your mind and your process of like, why is it that that you lean towards <laughs> exploration? Yeah, I am inherently curious, mm. and I think it's a good trait. Uh, I'm 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 okay talking about myself, but I want to make sure that it's for the use of the audience. Yes, for and sure. And so the the idea when I see something, I see it. Uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Mm. Uh, I instantly see everything that's not working and everything that's working at a glance, and I can almost like see like a script or a process written on how to fix it. So it's very difficult to go to a restaurant uh, when the yes. service isn't isn't good because I can see all the <laughs> gaps and. Yep. And it's not my job or my role to step in and fix that. Uh, but sometimes I feel like I need to. And so yeah. that can be, that's just something I've learned to relax and just watch. And mm -hmm. as people are growing and learning in their process and compliment people when the service is great. Yeah. And try to go to uh, restaurants or establishments that have great service mm -hmm. because I'm almost allergic to, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason to it. But it makes me a great user experience designer. Oh, for <laughs> because, sure. Because uh, for me and for my team, when we look at, challenges or problems with software where it's mm. difficult or confusing yeah. or there's friction. It's just, uh, it's intuitive in that where the gaps are and yeah. how to fix those gaps. And then when we talk to users, mm. uh, we can identify even more challenges and gaps and workflows when people are just trying to use their app totally, and be able to really streamline those. And that comes from that curiosity of why can't we fix this? Why can't we make this better? Uh, yeah. why, why isn't it this way? I, I love that. <laughs> One of my favorite shows of all time is Seinfeld and, and, and Jerry Seinfeld's ability to just like pick up on these everyday occurrences that that seem mundane, but like make them hilarious over the oh. course of 20 minutes. Yeah, I think a similar like process applies in what you're talking about, which is like most people, it's like, what do you mean? I just, I need to push a button on an app. Yeah. I need to be able to click right. a couple things, add some information. What's so challenging about that? How do you, how do you take that immediate? Here's the, here's the simplest answer, right? Or, or simplest. So that that could be a whole conversation about creative design, but the, but the, the most basic answer. But how do you make it the simplest? How do you make it to where yeah. it is intuitively? something that is thoughtful and what what is your process of discovery uh, yeah. that you go through thank you i think that when you're in an interface or an experience anywhere and it feels complex mm. it's because it hasn't been thought through enough to be simple it's mm. easier to deliver a poor experience it's easier yeah. to deliver an experience that ends up being complicated mm. for the customer or the user because it hasn't been broken down into its elements and it hasn't been prioritized in the way that the customer or the mm. user thinks about it so imagine, you know, going to Arizona, and I'm sure most states, you go to the website for the MVD, Motor Vehicle Division, to, to get a driver's license, renew a driver's license. You, you're faced with a wall of form fields and screens. And, totally. and it, it's overwhelming. Um, a lot of that information is already in their database. Mm. And if we were to just pluck one or two pieces of information, maybe your current driver's license or, dri or license plate totally. and your last name and, and maybe a date of birth, mm. we could pre-populate all that for you. We totally. could streamline it. We could say, <laughs> do you just want to renew? Yeah. And we could make it something that could happen on a mobile app uh, in under 30 seconds. Yeah, That's just not how the processes are built. Mm. It's not how 
the physical process occurs at the MVD. Yeah. It's not how the systems have been written. It's not yep. how the database is structured necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so there's all this infrastructure and complexity that's built in the way it was done or the way someone thought it should be done, mm -hmm. which is in opposition to what an amazing simple experience could be. Yeah. And so that's where you kind of get those that juxtaposition and where yeah. it, it, it's more complicated than it needs to be. And so that's what we look at and mm. we see. And we had a client where they had a two week compliance process to uh, make sure that someone who they, they were, who they said they were so that they could, uh, were allowed to do something. Mm. But um, in doing our research, we found that less than a percent of hundreds of thousands of these transactions ever came out of the compliance process with a no with a rejection. Mm. And so we redesigned the process so that it was an audit process after, and we let the 99.6 through nice. in a day yeah. and able to have that transaction, and then they're wow. able to sweep it in the back end and collect that that outlier. Yeah, yeah. And we just saved two weeks in a business process, wow. which created millions of dollars in value and in cost savings. Totally. Right? And that's just about looking at it <laughs> differently. Yeah. <laughs> and being curious yeah. and saying, questioning, mm. is the way that it is the way it should be? Yeah. And there's so much value in discovering how things are and questioning if they need to be that way and changing it. How do, how do you not get overwhelmed? Like, what's your initial step in that process, in that discovery? Because, right. you know, you see it and you see this too, like... There's so much, so much so, like you describe, you go to a restaurant, you can see all the, like, how do you, how do you start to distill down that process? Yep. Like, how, how do you think through yeah. like simplifying the, like there's the 50 things that could complexity. be, yeah. and, and how do you start to break that down? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I want to present the answer to that question in a simple framework yeah. that could apply to anyone. Love you know, uh, someone that's overwhelmed with their three kids at home, yes. or someone who has anxiety in traffic, mm. or someone that has a lot of bills to pay and aren't clear on which ones to pay first. Yeah. Like this can apply to any anywhere in life. It certainly applies to customer experience and user mm. experience design, but the practice of understanding how to unwind something and make yeah. it a simple process. I want to walk through a framework for yeah. that. But before I answer that part okay. of the yeah, question, because yeah. <laughs> that's where I think the solution lies. Cool. Part of your question, if I was hearing it correctly, was around like, how do you start? How do you eat the elephant, right? Yeah. Because it's yeah. so big. And I think that's a common problem, especially in large organizations mm. where there's all these different competing projects and workflows and business processes. Mm -hmm. And it can feel overwhelming. We were talking to a potential new client, a, another financial services company, and just listening to all the processes, like how could we even start to try to unwind this? And so when, when something's that overwhelming, whether it's in that user yeah. experience software business or if in somewhere else, it's let's find one thing mm. that we can make movement on and improve. Yeah. And let's see if that works. Sort of almost like yeah. a prototype, like just an idea, let's mm. try it. And if that works, let's slowly expand our influence. Mm. There's no way we're going to change a whole banking process in a day or no, even yeah. in a year. But you, if we can take mm. one part of that banking process for one user type, yeah. right? Maybe a certain type of 
customer and their need. Yeah, small segment of. And prove it out that we can mm. make that significantly better. That then gives us a case to make a larger investment. That makes sense. And I think that's true in life. Yeah. Right? Like parenting. Like, let's just agree to one better way of handling this situation yeah. with our son or daughter. And let's yeah. see how that works. And then let's grow from there. Let's not try to like rewrite all the rules of the family. And what, like, we all know if we've tried that. We've all, that yeah, we, we all tried that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does not work. And for some reason, always when you're on vacation, yeah, let's, uh, let's fix all of our, yeah, you know, right now, right now on vacation. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> where everything's foreign what? to everyone. Yeah. Mom, what? Dad? I've never done that before. Dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so I'll go to the whiteboard and I cool. want to talk about the design thinking process. Yeah. Because that's how you attack these large complex problems and create something new Mm. and it doesn't have to just be in design of software product it doesn't have to be in the design of anything it could be just in the way you want to live your life yeah yeah. but that model works Mm. and so i'll go to the whiteboard yeah i'm stuck Uh, if you're just listening to the podcast i will try to verbally articulate uh, what i'm pointing out but it's always great to watch the show on youtube or spotify because you get to see the video so your question about how do I start yeah. to unwind complexity? Totally. Right? You're curious about that, yeah. right? And, and there's a process to it. Mm. And the way we like to think about it, and I love to work in circles and wheels. Yep. So I've got three <laughs> here on the whiteboard. We're gonna talk about the design thinking mm. process. Um, if you're familiar with it as a listener or if you're watching, typically that's been a five-step process. Mm. Uh, at Draw Backwards and in my version of design thinking, we do it with what we call six steps because we need a reminder of where to start. Sometimes mm. people jump into, I want to have empathy for the person or for the problem Got or for the situation. And that's appropriate and that's what design thinking typically starts with. Yeah. I like to start with, well, I have to have a question or a hypothesis and I have to do a little bit of research to know mm. what the context is for the problem that we're trying yeah, to solve. Yeah, I love that. And then let's have empathy for the yeah, right like people what? within the right context. Yeah. So we create the box mm. yep. and then we have our design thinking process within it. Right. That's cool. So if we were talking about, uh, well, actually, why don't you throw one out to me? Something that's complex that we would want to unpack. Um, let's say, uh, I mean, speaking of business, you, you work sure. with brands like a brand who who has something, but they they've got fifty things. You know, it's like right. they need clarity of their brand. Love they it. need. Love it. Visuals. They need all these things. Okay, like, from a branding perspective. Yeah, from a branding okay. perspective. Branding messaging. Yeah. So the way we would approach that is we'd say, okay, what is your brand? What do you stand for? Mm. You know, what's your why? Yeah. What is your one big idea? Right? Maytag's big idea is reliability. Mm. Disney's big idea is sort of magic or innovation. Right? Yeah. Uh, so what's your big idea and what are you going to hang your experience on? Mm. You have to know that. Yep. You have to know your why. Totally. Right? So in this, to create the box, we would need to know the why. Once Love we it. know the why, mm-hmm. right? well, we want to serve this type of customer in this way. Perfect. Thank you. Now let's go talk to this customer. Mm. Let's go talk to your internal team. Let's talk to your yep. leadership about why you're serving them the way you say your intention is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Once we understand that, then we can finally define what the problem is. Because we know your why and we know who you're serving. Yeah. And we know what their needs are. So then we can define it. Mm. And all of a sudden, what was 500 initiatives <laughs> plowed out over three years, just from those two steps, we're like, oh, looks like we're going to do this yeah. and we're going to do this. Wow. All right, now 
that we've defined that. What, what do we want to get done in this year and what do we want to get done next year? Yep. Okay? That's how you do it. Totally. And so then it's like ideate. This is where we start creating and designing. Mm. Now what's interesting is a lot of times people cut this whole side out. The yeah. hypothesis research, the empathy, the define, they just start designing stuff. Yeah. With this mass, like 500 different initiatives. Mm. No wonder why it's not successful. Totally. And no wonder why the app or the web page looks like a, a buffet yeah. instead of a focused mm. message, right? Love okay, it. so then we've got our ideas. So then we, we prototype them. We create versions of them and we test it with the user, right? And then as we test it, we go back and we create more mm. ideas until yeah. we refine it. So when we were working with a, a hotel chain to fix their booking workflow, yeah. exactly what we did. We defined down what the paths were then we started IDD8 prototype test, and we did a cycle until we became more efficient than other booking yeah. workflows and mm. even the Expedias of the world. Yeah. In fact, I was on a I was a guest on a podcast yesterday, mm. and uh, the interviewer had done their homework and they oh I actually had booked at a choice hotel and I loved that experience and I knew that your team had well, helped great that. That's cool. I was like, well, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. nice. So to answer your question, you have to be methodical and you have to keep getting more mm. clear and you have to keep getting more tight on things. Yeah. And that may not be intuitive for you. It is for me. It's intuitive no, for, for sure. me. It is, I don't yeah. need these diagrams for me. It's, I, I it's use funny these diagrams because to you, help others. Like, I, like <laughs> as you, I had a like exact example in my head where it's just like, oh, we, that's what we did. And that's what we, and it's like, right. Like this is now a visual of, of that because it, like it, it allows you to really break down how you just right. describe, like simply like there's right. all these things. Well, there's a million, there's a million ways we can go about it, but let's, right. let's focus on what's going to have the most impact yeah. now. Exactly. So next week, uh, we're going to be at the salt summit mm -hmm. yes. that you have created mm -hmm. and I've been asked to share Yeah. and once, and I had a topic Yeah. and once <laughs> I realized, who my audience was mm, going to be yeah. and what the format was. Yep. I threw out my talk and I rewrote a new one because I defined what the real need was there. Yeah. And now I'm just going to share, I'm actually going to share about how this particular design thinking wheel and our creative wheel framework mm. work to help people be creative Love and it. make it so simple that they should be able to walk away from that talk knowing how to be creative conceptually mm. from this framework. Now and I know what a why. Gift. Now I know why those two wheels are yep. spaced out. Uh, exactly. In the, in and the title of my talk is "How to Ride a Bike." Yeah, I love Creativity it. is easy as how to ride a bike with the two wheels. I love it. That's awesome. So that's going to be amazing. Fun. Exciting. I, I'm I'm stoked for it. Right. Yeah, that's going to be good. So when it, it's like the value of living a life of discovery and curiosity, because I was discovering and being curious, I was able to conceive mm. of this idea of. I should use the two wheels. Oh, two wheels are on a bike. Yeah. Oh, I can let someone know creativity is easy as riding a bike. That all just came out of taking a step back it's and being amazing. curious. Yeah. It's how my brain works. Yeah. No, but I want to help other people have their brain work that way. Yeah. And so if I can put these frameworks together and write things on the whiteboard and share them, then yeah. that'll help people get there. And then er everyone's experience lifts. Yeah. If we're all being more creative and solving problems in 100%. a higher and better way. Yeah, I love, uh, yeah, that's such a, like, a clear way because it's not that all of those other paths go away, right? right. It's not no, like, 
you know, the problems at the brand or the business or your family or your life or, or whatever thing you're trying to solve for that you feel overwhelmed by. Yeah. It's just like, okay, what, where's the priority at? Where's, where's the biggest fire? Okay. And what can we do to focus, to focus it? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, chess really taught me how to do that. Mm. My brain, uh, I was always thinking about everything. Yeah, yeah. But in the game of chess, there are pressing matters. There's mm. like an attack you have to yep. defend. Yeah. There's a trap you have to fall into or not. Mm -hmm. You have to maybe let your, you have to sacrifice a piece for better position. Yeah. You have to know an opening so you don't get tricked out of the gate. You have yeah. to know the math at the end game to whether you're going to have the resources and be able to win or not. Mm. Uh, but that's, there's the whole board and then there's, you have to focus on certain areas and prioritize that focus. Yeah. It's like, this is a pressing attack that's coming, mm -hmm. but I have to solve the fact that my king is under attack right totally. now or whatever. And so that helps you yep. segment and process different things. I, I highly encourage people that want to be creative to actually learn to play and play chess mm. because it takes both the creative mind and sort of that logical yeah. And it fuses it together and it helps you prioritize how to process. So I think it's really powerful. I, I just realized why I am not good at chess or <laughs> Warcraft or any strategy game because I'm, I'm, have you seen that meme of Leroy Jenkins just rushing in, uh, in, in a Warcraft meme? But that's, that's how I approach most. It's just like bull rush in and figure it out as I go. Nice. But what I've realized over time is that the things that I've had the most success with, I've, I've attacked head on, but with focus, focus with priority, doing these steps beforehand of really, okay, what, where are we going? And like, right. why, and why? Right. and what actually are we trying to accomplish? And then being able to go. Yeah. There is a case to be made for wandering or rushing right in though. So I actually mm. want to, Acknowledge cool. yeah, that yeah. strategy and that I use it too. Sometimes things aren't clear. Yeah. And they don't become very clear. Or when you try to get empathy with users or with others, mm -hmm. it isn't clear to them either. Yeah. Sometimes things are fuzzy. Mm. And I used to think that was like a sign of chaos. But I think I've learned or hopefully matured or grown over time to know that there are times where it's okay to wander and that the right idea will come to you as long as you have a mm. good intention for where yeah. you want to go long yeah, term. Yeah. You still need to have a vision um, for what your extraordinary, your 10 out of 10 life should be. Mm. But sometimes it's not coming to you right away and it's okay to give yourself space yeah. and wander a little bit and then it will come to you. And I think once you commit to something, once you figure out what you want to do and commit to it, even if you don't know how you're going to do it, but you know where you want to go, yeah. Um, you will get there and the ideas will, will float to you even if you have to wander a little bit to get there. I love that. What, yeah. what was it about for you? You're, you know, you have all of these creative talents, you have this ability to see things that, that maybe most don't. You're, you have this thirst that we've talked about for exploration and discovery. What was it about UI UX that that was like, this is the place where all of my puzzle pieces fit <laughs> together. I started doing it and realized, oh, we're doing this at a level most people aren't. In fact, they're not even seeing what they need to mm. do or don't even understand why. And we really do understand why. 
Yeah. This is where we need to be. Let's start doing more projects like this. And something I would tell any creator or artist or musician of any kind, when you sort of land on your style and your voice and you find your people, like that's magic. Mm. You got to keep going in that. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep moving mm. in that. And that has really worked for us. There have been times where Draw Backwards could have pivoted away into other things, but having that core strength in the software product UI UX has yeah. been really good. It's not to say that we won't do other projects and we're, we're totally. very good at doing marketing brand campaign yeah. work. It's just usually we end up doing it for the products that we design. So mm. that way it's a fully integrated experience. Makes sense. Uh, and it's not to say that as things evolve with AI and augmented reality, that there won't be new design problems to solve. Totally. And that we will probably be designers that will be amazing mm. at that based on our curiosity and our experience. Um, but for right now, we've found that that focus has been has been good and it's been true to who we are and our DNA and what our special gifts are. Yeah. And our clients certainly appreciate it, reward us for it, and everybody makes a lot of money and mm. makes users very happy. I like to say we've created billions in value for businesses yeah. and we've created um, amazing experiences for millions of people. Totally. And that's our trophy. Yeah. That's our sign of success. So with that success of all the incredible user experience, the websites, the apps you've built in the digital world and knowing you <laughs> and the experiences that you enjoy in the physical, yeah. space, what would be your ultimate physical embodiment of your creative outlet? Like what would be the ultimate like user experience to design in like a physical space? A physical space? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. The first idea that came into my head was a nightclub. Mm, love it. Because I can get the food experience, mm -hmm. the concierge hospitality experience, the music experience, the, the physical space experience. Yeah, um, yeah I, that's just the first thing that popped into my head, some kind of a like a nightclub section. Totally. Like a coffee shop wouldn't be enough. Yeah, like yeah. I'd want the vibe to be energy level to be much higher yeah, than that. Yeah. But I would love to create spaces within that club mm. That would have the peace and the quiet. It's like an ambient, yeah. ambient room, totally. Or you know, like a, a coffee uh, porch or <laughs> yeah, patio, yeah, yeah. right? But so you can I have, so you can have those it. like variant like elements of like, hey, I just want to sit and chat, but then I want to go back and dance, or I want to. Yeah, and know. I'd want to make it interactive mm. and participatory, not just consuming the food and consuming the music. Yes. Yeah. So, have you ever been to a silent disco, or have you ever seen this yeah, concept? Yeah. Okay, so I would love to bring a silent disco format into mm. that where in two ways. First off, there'd be multiple rooms with different music. Yeah. So you could select into the room you want to be. Mm. But on one of the floors or one of the rooms, I want three to five DJs in there. And then you've got headphones on and you're That's switching dope. between what they're doing. Yeah. And you're having that experience with your friends and with those together. And totally. your headphones are lighting up to the DJ that you're oh, listening to. That's dope. So yeah, that'd be part of the experience. I love too. that. That, so when you talk about multiple clubs, there used to be a club in, what is that, Chandler, Tempe, over by Ikea called uh, Graham Central Station. And it actually was a, a super fun place because it had a huge like country dance section with like a bull. But then it had like <laughs> a 90s and like retro like 
club music room and then like kind of like a hip hop nice all in this and you could kind of like bounce around and oh, it had I like, love that I've never heard of that but yeah that's, it was that's part of the idea it was legit, sure. I mean it was it, it had its interesting moments yeah. what you're describing I think is a little more finesse yes than, than and, what they had but and where we're going <laughs> with augmented reality yeah where we will have eventually contact lenses but at least glasses mm. I mean right now we're gonna have these kind of these heavy goggles yeah then they'll get down to glasses we can augment we can layer on different messages, images, mm. video totally. that people can see while they're in the space as well. Yeah, yeah. So that would be part of it. Oh, for as sure. Well. Yeah, where you could it's like we can be having the same physical experience but visually yeah. seeing things. One or, person could be doing a workout. Yeah. One person could be messaging with a friend. Totally. Um, that would be fun. That's I love it. Yeah. I mean, I that that vibe fits and makes sense, you know, and having it be not just one stagnant experience that it's that's something you can explore and create your own experience within right. that experience i love that right. and i think people are really hungry for experiences for sure um you know we're all sitting in at in our homes apartments wherever we're on our screens that are yeah. very small and limiting people love to go out love to go to shows like yes. the pandemic really showed us that um too much time inside you know, and not being out, being social, being interactive, yeah. having experiences outside of like our living spaces mm. um, can hurt us. Totally. And and now there's a craving for it. Yeah. Right. So you see this explosion in travel, this explosion in concerts and events. Yeah. Um, just people investing a lot of their money mm -hmm. in wanting to have that experience in totally. that moment. And that's really about living life to its fullest mm. and and discovering those feelings. And I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. And um, so when you ask me, what would I create? Yeah. It would have to be something that would create this really cool visceral, yeah. um, communal and personal mm -hmm. experience. I love it. I, I, that's, that's that's a fun question. That's incredible. Thanks. I think I think you're spot on with with just everything, the advancements in technology and and AI, and you know we're we're getting further from reality in a lot of ways digitally and and a lot of huge benefits and, and upsides i'm not a like ai you know end of the world doomsdayer uh but i think there is this desire for experience and, and for you know in interpersonal connection that yeah that what you just grab um you just tell me when and where that thing's opening up and we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll be ready that would be amazing um i'm curious when when you even how you just described that nightclub how you described this there's there's this element of curiosity of exploration of allowing uh yourself or or a user to explore their path how do you how do you create how do you craft an experience that is both intentionally designed yeah and also gives, this is a good parenting question, maybe, uh, also gives leeway for exploration, but in a, in kind of a flow or a direction that you're. Yeah, that's good. Trying to accomplish. Wow. I th thought of about seven answers <laughs> to that question. So I'll try to narrow it down to like two. Cool. So I want to talk about video game design and then I want to talk about empathy mapping. Okay to answer that question. So video game design has evolved, mm. right? If we look at Super Mario Brothers, you were on rails. You could only go yeah. forward. You know, you only had two buttons. Mm -hmm. You could only do certain things. Yeah. And so there was very limited sort of free roaming. Mm. However, totally. in Super Mario Brothers, we're talking about the original, there was a lot of 
creativity and yeah. there were even many paths you could take within that linear structure. So you could use the warp zones to get right to the end yeah. faster mm-hmm. or you could play through every level. Yeah. You could play through every level just to get it done or you could play through every level to collect all the coins and go down all the pipes. Mm. Right? Yeah. So they designed a way for you to choose your level of effort and skill to get through something. Yeah, yeah. And so as to take that parenting yeah. side of it, it's like my wife, Lisa, one of the coolest things as a parent, one of her just, I thought one of her really great ideas and choices was with our oldest daughter, Audrey, I'm not going to dictate what she wears. Mm. Like Audrey gets yeah. to pick how she dresses. Love it. Right. And she did. She had these crazy outfits. Yeah. She'd go to school in crazy outfits. Totally. The early family photos, Audrey already has, <laughs> has, just has these wild outfits. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were talking with Audrey recently and she said, Hey, mom, dad, thanks for letting me just do my own thing. And why did you let me do that? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, but and she has a really beautiful, refined style now. Yeah. Um, but she was just exploring. And that's, that's a safe place. Totally. For a to kid explore. to explore. Yeah. So we didn't dress them up for pictures mm. in any way. You wow. know, it was like maybe for like Easter Sunday. Or yeah, something. yeah. But really, Audrey was free to create. And, and that's she awesome. did. I love and, that. And I love that. So that's a way. Yeah. That's a way to do that. Now, so that's one answer. The other answer about the empathy mapping. Yeah. So I'll, I'll need to draw it on the whiteboard cool. and I'll try to verbalize it for our listeners. So the more we can understand sort of the person mm. that um, we're designing for, the better we can both refine and perfect that experience for them and create room for them to mm. receive the things they want. But we got to know who they are. Yeah. Okay. So an empathy map is where you examine different ways that someone experiences something. Okay. So it might be how they see it. Mm. It might be how they think it. It might be how they feel it. And it might be what they hear. Mm. Right. So let's just take the nightclub dream yeah, that you're yeah. talking about. Right. It's like in talking to people. Well, what do you want to see? Mm. Well, I want to see lights and I want to see lasers. and I want to see smoke. And I, and I don't want to it. Does, I don't want it to be like sunshine and rainbows like, yeah. or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you what do you want to think? Well, I want to be happy. I want to be with my friends. I want to have good energy. I want to make sure I feel safe. Mm. Right. And yeah. So so you map all that stuff out and then you design the experience to the map. And then anything in that experience that doesn't align with the empathy map, yeah. you throw it out. Mm. And it's awesome, right? Yeah. And that's so important because what we see in business around design a lot of times is uh, designs will be presented and then there will be arbitrary feedback and yeah. critique. Uh, and that's only because they don't have a guide, right? Totally. So, you know, we talked about brand strategy guides, yeah. right? That's a, that's a type of guide. In fact, yeah. we use that in our show to make sure that we're totally. defining how we want our content. Well, an empathy map's another guide. Yeah. Like, are we creating an experience that does the things that they want? And if not, or that we want them yeah. to have, then we throw it out. That's a great way to critique it. Totally. So when you're looking at a design, you can say, no, I don't want that to be literal. I want it to be more metaphorical. Yeah. Or I don't want that to be black. I want that to be white because I want to convey this mm. feeling. Yeah. And so to long way to answer your, no, it's cool. your question yeah, this is, great. is that you have to kind of have a general sense of things 
mm-hmm. so that you can then design where to be tight and loose with it. Yeah. Right? So a theme park isn't like a linear path. A theme park, there are different lanes. Totally. You choose your yeah. own adventure. Mm-hmm. You choose what you want to go to. That's how you kind of design yeah, both yeah. freedom and, and a guide. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so you have these set experiences, these set parameters, but allowing people to kind of yeah. choose their own path, choose right. their own adventure. And now we see in video games much more open world concepts. Oh, yeah. We're like, well, you can battle this way, or you can battle that way, or you can just collect cool things, totally. or you can just kind of have conversations and do side quests and never even do the main thing. Yeah. And, there, and it's much more open. Mm. And I think that that really lends to more personal autonomy and creativity, but it's still within a structure that's been created. I love it. So to, to kind of wrap up this episode, which has been incredibly insightful around the value of living a life of discovery, what is that core takeaway, that hack, that, that thing that you'd want people to come away with this episode realizing about the value of living a life of discovery. Yeah, I think where this show ended up going was there's so much value in discovering, but what are you gonna do with it when you discover it? Mm. So all the frameworks we ended yeah. up talking about, all the answers to your questions yeah. were, okay, now that we've discovered, yeah. uh, how do we prioritize it, simplify it, understand totally. people better to create with it? Mm. So discovery is just the beginning or the, you know, the prelude to creating. Yeah, and what's really cool is when you're creating, you're discovering too. Mm. When we talked about um, the design thinking wheel, as you create an idea and then you sort of prototype it and test it out, give it a try, you're discovering again. Yeah. So it's a life of discovery. Curiosity and discovery never leave. It's your way of being. Mm. I am curious. I like to discover as a way of being. Yeah, and then you approach everything in life from that. And when you do that, you create better. Mm. You create better experiences for yourself and other because you have more empathy and understanding totally. for the world around you. That's an interesting, yeah. But the create, like creation or creativity is a byproduct of being curious. Yep. Is what I just and heard you say. And flips the other way. And the, being yeah. curious and discovering is the gateway to yeah. creating. And as you're creating, you become more curious and discovered so there's another invented another wheel, wheel. For you. you're gonna have to have yeah. a three everything's gonna have in a, tri- wheel. a three a trike yeah um <laughs> amazing i, I think cool. really when when i think about the the episodes and, and the conversations we've had of really discovering everything's been so much a, a discovery and a process and a and a learning as we even as we go through the episode i mean we had a whole, uh, you know, list of, of yeah. we had a whole uh, list of things. Of, of we items. I think we just to, got guys. to bullet one <laughs> <That's> <laughs> about fine. being curious. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. And we have our creative explorers group. Yes. Uh, so if you go to wardandrews.com, you can sign up for an ex- creative explorers group, which is a mastermind group where you know I use these frameworks to help people process through yeah. their challenges to ensure they're doing it in a creative way that mm. has a high empathy and that gets the results they want. Uh, and but there's you don't need to do that group. You can just yeah. listen to this show and say, hey, how do I want to apply that in my life? Totally. Or there are worksheets mm. at wordandrews.com that have these, you know, the creativity wheel where you can process an idea and, and create a better version of it through going through those steps. Yeah. So it's all just life is discovery and curiosity. I, I guess 100%. that we would challenge the audience that if you feel you're not living in a world or a place where you're able to be curious and discover, that's where you could start. Yeah. Like, let's bring mm. more of that into our way of being and, and into who we're being. 
and let's surround ourselves with people who are curious and want to discover yeah. so that we can open our minds to that. Yeah, it's that compounding effect. Exactly. Awesome. Wow. Love Fun it. show. Great show. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, as Ward said at the beginning of the episode, tune in on uh, YouTube, on Instagram, TikTok, at the create at create forward show uh we have clips of all these great segments and and let us know what you want us to discover next what do you want us to explore as we continue to create forward together 